0: Hey everybody, this Saturday, this will be the 27th, we will be at CrossFit Cool Springs and it's High Reps for High Hopes. Um, It's a cool event and if you're in the area, come on by, I think it starts, um, just get there early, Uh, I think it starts at 8 but I'm usually wrong. Also, um, early registration for past athletes. Uh, at Battle of the Barbells is now open. you probably got an email already. If not, uh, shoot them a message on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, MySpace, whatever, and let them know so you can get in before uh, uh, the event starts filling up. <clears throat> so uh, that's it for us this week. Um, this is a good podcast. You'll enjoy it. Um, we're interviewing Sean Dixon, and he talks about some of these crazy uh, endurance races and stuff he's up to, <clears throat> and his background. He's got a great, great background, cool story. So enjoy it. Talk to you later. This is the Barbell Voodoo Podcast with your hosts Roy Mangrum and Jamie Free.
1: Sean, you still there? Yeah, I am. All right, cool, man. So this week on the podcast, we got Sean Dixon. So uh, I ran across you uh, or was introduced to you. Is it introduced to you or I guess it would be to you. Yeah. Shit, I don't know. I don't know. However you say because I haven't technically met you. But um, you. I listened to a podcast you were on. You told some badass stories and I was like, All right, this cat needs to be on my podcast. I gotta get some of those stories. But uh real quick, tell us where you're in Alabama, right? Birmingham yeah, area? Yeah. yeah, I'm in
2: I'm in Birmingham, Alabama specifically. I'm in the uh suburb of Hoover and I own CrossFit River Chase, uh right here.
1: All right, cool. How long you had the the box
3: there?
2: Well, we're going on about six and a half years. This winter will, uh, this winter will be the seventh year. And, um, you know, we've, we've had some, a lot of fun. We've had some evolutions. We didn't originally start off as an affiliate. Um, I started off doing it my own way, um, which, which was a blessing, uh, you know, of lessons learned, but the business model, uh, and this particular, uh, demographic, it just naturally led that, um, we ended up affiliating, uh, in our, out third year in business and so we're coming you know we're about to be four years as a as an official affiliate um god we just keep keep growing and evolving and having really just having a blast
1: okay yeah and uh the hoover we always pass hoover we when we're going through alabama yeah that's that's a big ass campus down there for the high school
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, this is, you know, Southern, Southern football. i tell you when I was in the army for 10 years, the time period that I was in the army was when MTV, I think it was MTV was doing that show two a days about Hoover high school. And anytime, you know, people, you know, you sit around with guys in the army, where are you from? I'd say Birmingham. They're like, wait, you play football.
1: (laughs) Exactly. No, not everybody.
2: Not everybody's on MTV, man.
1: That's funny. So, um, your military background let's let's uh let's touch on that um you know i I know some of it just because like I said you know um do a little uh a little stalking on the internet plus yeah listening to the uh the podcast you was on so if you don't mind, would you jump into that a little bit and then I'll chime yeah. in and ask some questions.
2: Yeah, yeah, so basically uh, uh, an overview of it is I joined the army in 2001 before September 11th. Um I had finished airborne school and our basic training and then airborne school and uh was going to my duty station which was the 82nd airborne and I arrived there actually the morning of September 11th. Um, Perfect timing, and, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I'll tell you what, you know what, if you're going to if you're going to go to practice every day, you might as well have a game to play in. So it kinda of turned out that way. And uh so I was uh I was originally my first job was I was a fifty caliber machine gunner on a uh, Humvee and um went to Ranger School as a very, very young soldier. And when I came home with a Ranger tab, the command basically told me that I was going to go try out for scouts, um, which is just a reconnaissance and sniper uh platoon. In the battalion, and um, what was funny is we were we knew at that point we were going to be going to Iraq in just a couple of months, and I remember telling my commander, "Hey, you know, I think I think I'm comfortable with my job. Um, I don't I don't think I want to go try out for Scouts and have a brand new job. You know, uh, two months from probably deploying to Iraq to invade." And, and he looked at me and he said, I, I don't fucking remember asking you if you wanted to try out for Scouts."
3: <laughs> So next
2: thing I know that, that very night I was, uh, getting smoked in a swamp and doing flutter kicks in the mud and, you know, made it and became a, a scout. And, and looking back, that was just the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, wow. so we invaded Iraq and I was a reconnaissance scout on a four man recon squad, had a blast, got to meet, uh, some special forces operators, uh, current and former while I was over there. I actually got to, uh, walk point on a mission uh, in Southern Iraq for a special forces team. I think when I look back on life, I think they just needed a dumb young soldier to do the dangerous part and walk out <laughs> yeah, front exactly. for them, which I'm honest <laughs> to God, because I remember when they were briefing the mission, you know, I thought, Hey man, I'm God, I'm young. I probably shouldn't speak up, but dude, I've got a great question. This is a good question. I raised my hand. I said, uh, what's the landmine situation of this patch of desert that we're going to cross. And they looked at me and they went, well, being that you'll be the first American to ever step on it, you'll tell us. And so it was one of those, wow, I'm so young and disposable, aren't I? And uh, so, I mean, it was a blast. So when we got home from the Iraq invasion, I'd spent a year uh, in Baghdad. After we, you know, took Baghdad, we stayed for a year. And as soon as I came home, honestly, half the dudes I knew went straight to the bar and didn't even come back. Um and I went straight I went straight to the gym and training because all I wanted to do was try out for the special forces. And so about a month and a half after coming home from Iraq in two thousand four, uh I tried out for the special forces, passed their selection phase, which is a month long, and uh got selected to go to the medical sergeant's course and uh take Arabic. And I graduated and joined a special forces A team as a special forces medical sergeant. Uh, And then got to go to Afghanistan, which was a whole other experience, you know, just totally two separate, two separate um, campaigns. I mean, two separate worlds,
3: the difference
2: between Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, And then when I came home from there, I got a chance to just do lots of great schools and training with the special forces. I became a um, master instructor of the modern army Combatives program, got to go to lots of different shooting schools, driving schools, just had the time of my life and after about uh nine and a half years i just decided i, I, st- I had started crossfitting um i was crossfitting on my own uh early in in you know 2005-6 not knowing that it's crossfit it's just the way i wanted to exercise and i uh, got introduced to official crossfit and so i uh kind of started crossfitting with friends at, at an affiliate there uh, outside of fort Bragg, and started coming up with this dream of man i get this i understand this i I was looking at the workouts that the guy was programming and I was thinking, man, I, I don't think he's programming very well. Um, and I started writing workouts on my own and then showing them to my friends and they were like, shoot, man, let's go do this one. And so we started That's hitting cool. up the local, we started hitting up the gyms there on base and doing our own versions. And I just kind of came up with this dream of what would happen if I did this full time. So, um, I got out in 2010 and, uh Forty-eight hours after I left the army, I I began building um, the gym that we're still in to this day, almost seven years later.
1: Man, that's cool. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like you know, we talk about a lot of business stuff on the podcast. So you know, one of my I ask this question every time to anybody that that owns a business. So you know, and a lot of people, you know, depending on the situation, but a lot of people start their affiliate. Of course, without being an affiliate, they start in their garage, right? I got a, Yeah, I got 300 pounds of bumpers and two bars, and yeah, my neighbor's coming over. Let's rock and roll. My neighbor brings his buddy. His right. His buddy brings his wife. You know, that's how that's how it it builds. But so for you, you got out and just like fuck it, I'm getting a building. Yeah. Here we yeah, go. I went.
2: All, I went all in. So, so what you just said there is what I call that's the original way of of CrossFit affiliates being birthed. It, it really was that. You're right. It was hey, I'm working out with my friend, and we pulled together, you know, fifty bucks and bought a kettlebell, and then he yep. brought his friend, and his we we asked his friend if he'd give us twenty bucks, and so we pulled together sixty bucks now, and we bought a barbell. So on and so on. I, I tell you what though here we are, you know, let's, let's jump forward in time on, on the business model. I don't see that anymore. I, I see gyms opening right here in my own town. We, God, we've got 36 affiliates. And when I opened, Damn. Uh, in yeah, when I opened in 2010 um, there was myself and four others in the span of 20 miles and we actually, it, it was sweet. We worked well together. Well, now there's 36 and, what I've seen, not to knock any of them, but what I've seen is uh, nowadays people take out massive loans or get investors, and they mm-hmm. open on day one with the most incredible rogue fitness outfitted gym with stainless steel and shiny this and nine nine coaches. I mean, we've seen gyms open up with nine coaches
3: you That's know, insane. on day one,
2: and I'm like, holy <clears throat> crap. Now, the The way I did it was... A little bit of the original way and a little bit of the way that I learned to do things in the Army, which was just put your head down and charge forward. Um, I had zero clients, none, not one. I I left Fort Bragg, moved here. Um, You know, obviously it was nerve-wracking, but I was confident. And I built my gym at night. A friend of mine helped me. You know, we stripped this warehouse we're in. It was an old mechanic shop, and we literally stripped it down to the walls and degreased the ceilings, degreased the walls, degreased the floors, started painting and all that. We were doing that at night because he worked a day job. And while he worked his day job, I went around to every single fire station, police department, military recruiter's office, every single one, and I would knock on their door and just introduce myself and tell them my philosophy of fitness and invite them to come by. And um at, within about 2 weeks we had the gym at a point where we could do workouts and all of a sudden one guy knocked on the door and signed up and then the next day a second guy knocked on the door and signed up and I worked in the original days I was the only instructor and I would do 15 16 hours a day um you know 6 7 days a week if that's what it took and I did that for 2 years um and just one by one i went from literally zero clients to uh you know built up in that first year i think within 6 months I let my wife take care of the books I, that stuff just pisses me off to be honest yeah. <laughs> but she told me within within 6 months the gym was paying itself there and you then go. within then within a year um I, I took out a small veterans loan a very small veterans loan people buy cars for more than i started my gym with and within a year, that loan was covered, and then we just continued on. And to this day, the way I do it is I, I love to give my athletes new equipment. I right, love yeah. to give them expansion of space, but I only do it when it's justified. And I tell them, I said, look, guys, I'll do my part. I'm going to market. I'm going to give you the best product I can. I'm going to give you the best environment I can. Turn around, do your part for me, and tell your friends. You get yeah. me you get me three or four of your friends, and I'm going to get you a couple of new barbells. And then when they bring exactly. me three or four of their friends, I'm going to get you some new plates. And it, it's kind of crazy, you know. I, I remember I started with uh, six barbells. I thought, man, I thought, holy crap, we've got so much equipment. We've got six barbells. Yeah. <laughs> we've got 32 bars now, you know. I mean, just as an example. So, um, when it's justified, I add equipment. When it's justified, I'll add classes.
1: And I remember... I went and got my level one, and I'm, and you know I'm sitting there in the in the class, and they do the breakout session where, off in a group, and, you know, I'm an old man, so I'm not the greatest mover, but was by far not the worst. This they pulled this uh, pulled this dude in the middle, oh man, he was so bad. I was like, oh okay, cool. You know, the guys, he's trying to learn and. He's using this for educational purposes, you know, or maybe he's a coach. I don't know. But anyway, um, uh, when we get back in the circle, he's standing beside me, and he said, um, "Yeah, I got to, I got to pass my test." I was like, "Yeah, you know, I think, I'm sure we'll all pass the test. Just, you know, pay attention." He says, "Yeah, my box opens in two weeks." I'm like, <laughs> What? And he's like, "Yeah, so and so gave me X amount of money to open a yeah. box, but..." I've got to go get my level one because I'm going to be the head coach. Yeah, I'm like head coach, I'm like, well, how many, how long have you been doing CrossFit? He's like, I haven't done it before. Yeah, I'm like, so you've not done CrossFit and you're opening a box. Yes, yeah.
2: that makes sense. Um, that's very common. Uh, you'll see that in cities everywhere if you if you pay attention. You know what I mean? If you if you really look and read websites, you'll figure it out. Um, you know, and to say let's let's jump back and let's let, let me try and attack myself here. When I first opened, someone could say, "Hey, Cheryl, that's crap. You're opening a gym, and you've never, you've never even like, uh, uh run, been a personal trainer or adult gym or anything like that." Here's the deal: for 10 years, I trained soldiers. First, I yeah. was trained. I was trained, and I watched the world's premier instructors in my cl- in my courses, whether it be Ranger School or the Special Forces Qualification Course. I watched the world's best instructors, and I and I learned how to mimic them. Then they trained me how to do it myself, and I trained soldiers. I took care of my team. Um, I was in charge of, of their PT, and, and, you know, then, like I said, worked out with the friends. Overseas, I trained foreign soldiers in different things. So I had that instructor's experience and found it to be a very comfortable, natural place for me. But, yes, that's out there. There's... The, the beauty of the free market, and this is the criticism that HQ takes, and then I, I know their responses and things. The beauty of the free market is that anybody can try to open a business, and that yeah. uh, you know Coach Glassman would say the the one that's correct will will survive, and right. the one that's not will fail. That's not exactly true. Uh, what what I'm noticing is in large populated areas, for example, if I'm not mistaken, Atlanta, the Atlanta area has 112 affiliates, and And when you go on Crossfitters Buy Sell Trade um, on Facebook, there's always gyms closing, and every time I check, it's in that Atlanta area. So they're they're faltering, yeah. you know. So it is happening, but they they grew so fast. And yeah. what occurred at least here in Birmingham was people started saying, "Man, I'm going to go to this one right here because it's at the top of my neighborhood um, exactly you know, and closest. you go well you you, you go, well, man, have you done your due diligence i mean did you did you check the 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 background and the resume and how that place programs, and you know what's their injury rate and, and people you know people in some cases they're just not willing to drive. Um, an extra five-and-a-half miles down the road to a good affiliate that has a good record and good programming because they want the quick, you know, just get there by their house.
1: Um, Unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of people don't know what they don't know.
2: You know what I mean? You're you're exactly right about that, too. they've
1: got a building. They've got all this shit. It says level one right there. Yeah, it, Hell, they know exactly shiny. what it's they're shiny. doing. Hey, look, they got, got shiny, super shiny barbells.
2: <laughs> they've got yeah. all the
1: rogue equipment. They must know yeah. what they're doing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, so I was at the, I was at the beach two weeks ago. Um, actually got to take a vacation. I went down there. My wife and I wanted to work out, and so while we were eating dinner the first night, I pulled up uh, all the CrossFit gyms in that city's area, and mm-hmm. I used the websites. And immediately, immediately, just knowing what to look for, like you said, I ruled out four of the six options. Um, Yeah, one of their websites, flat out, just reading it, you could just tell they're they're assholes. I I don't care. I don't care if he's a regional competitor. His asshole or his 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 website tells me he's are assholes, and so I didn't want to go there. Um, Then a couple of other ones were a little you know sketchy on safety and stuff like that, and so I narrowed it down to two. And we went one day to one and one day to the other. And I'll be dead honest with you. They weren't the biggest and they weren't the shiniest, but they were a blast. I had a blast. I went to Emerald Coast CrossFit.
3: Mm-hmm. A guy named
2: Mike owned it. I was down in Panama City. Yep. And and the building was similar to mine. It was an open air. Don't give a shit how hot it is. Um yep. nobody cares how humid it is. You can sweat all you want. It wasn't the you know, it wasn't the cleanest building in the world. It was clean by hygiene, but not by, like, you know, brand-new building standards. Right. And the workout, I had a great time. I had a great time. And even – I just didn't tell him I owned an affiliate and just let myself, you know, move in with the fray. And he even came by and had some coaching cues for a portion of my lift, and he was exactly right. Yeah. He was dead on, and I just, you know, thank you. The next day, I went to a place called CrossFit 3086, uh-huh. um, again, in Panama City, tiny like literal thought in the hole in the wall i was there about
1: a month ago yep.
2: okay so you know that little shoebox building he's got yes i was kind of like well i don't i mean god i don't know but, but I, what i saw on the website i liked i walked in and just we just had a blast he has that outdoor training area mm-hmm. um he had the atlas stones out and we did a, a squat clean ladder and after i was done with the squat clean ladder i challenged him that 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 I could go over and send I could do a ladder on his stones also. I mean just just a great time. Yeah. And it was simply by knowing what I was looking for on the websites, I ruled out it what just coincidentally turned out to be the big commercialized boxes and I went to the you know, what what you might call old school style boxes and I yeah. had a blast.
1: Yeah, man, you know, whenever I'm traveling and I've seen I've seen a lot. I've seen you know, um, I've seen some boxes that just fucking huge, huge boxes. And they've got you can you, you just blow your mind how much equipment they have. I went to one not too long ago. They had uh, a bunch of stuff from um, it was either regionals or the games. I'm not sure because they sell that store give it sell that stuff off. But they had you know they had a worm, they had a pig, uh. they had. <laughs> all this stuff, but man I was just like it was so weird, it was like you was uncomfortable the whole time you were there. Yeah. I was like, eh, Yeah, this ain't for me. Then on the last day I went to this uh this box, bad part of town. Okay. I'm in New Orleans. Bad part of town. I mean it looks sketchy as shit. Walked in, favorite place. Just that the energy was different the community was different you know he didn't have the best and the broadest of everything but programming was good the coach who ended up being the owner cool as shit you know what i mean
2: yeah you know and i think that's going to come down to the the individual i hate this word i never use this word with my members but the client i think yeah. there's going to be a certain client base that wants yeah. a certain thing and 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 look, I've learned over the years. I tried, I tried to fight that uphill battle, and um, we got told in the early days, "God, you're you're harsh, and your workouts are brutal, and it's 105 degrees, and oh my God!" And, and I, I in the beginning, not knowing, I I've tried to go,
1: "No, no, no, you, no, you can still make it here, and you'll
2: love it." But the truth of the matter is, maybe, maybe not, maybe not. And, you're and exactly right. That, and that we've now learned. Um, we are who we are. We mm-hmm. love training. My members, the people who make it in my gym, absolutely uh, are passionate about training. And, and my philosophy is we live on planet Earth, so my, my 18-foot tall bay doors are open year-round. Um, yep. The only deal I've recently made with them is when it drops below 35 degrees, uh, I, will, I have a forced air heater. I will give them the heat and and 9 times out of 10 on those cold mornings about 10 minutes after the heat's go and they're begging me to turn it off but oh, we
3: absolutely yeah we
2: keep we keep the the environment that we live in is what we train in because the philosophy of the reason we train is is to be prepared for any situation any any time and and to be behind plate glass windows and keep the AC on 74 degrees whether it's <laughs> June or whether it's January in my opinion, doesn't um, doesn't prepare people. It, that's it's, not that's is, not training for life, is it? Yeah, I mean, but but is it fitness? Yes. Okay, but but that's not what I opened the gym for.
1: Right. Yeah, and yeah, that I knew exactly where you were going. You know, you're training for life. So, or I as I would tell people, we're training for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, you know, there's not gonna be air conditioning. There's, you know, I mean, shit, you don't know, man. The world's crazy. Who knows what could happen? You know. Well, here's a here's a you gotta um, be prepared to fucking live.
2: Here's an analogy that I've actually used before. We've got a section of interstate here in Birmingham that that leads to some of the higher scale neighborhoods, um, and it's called 459. There's a section of 459 that doesn't, uh, honestly, doesn't have a viable exit for quite a handful of miles, okay? Mm -hmm. And so, but like I said, it goes to the upscale neighborhoods. All right. Now, I've got people, you know, that across that loves that 0.0 screw running, Um, you know, even though the games they run every year. But there's a lot of people over the years that have been like, man, I'm not training with you. It's freaking hot out there. And I heard you make people, like, run a kilometer casually, and and we do. I I have no qualms with putting a kilometer in our Metcon at all. And, you know, and some people call that endurance, and I call that – that might be a little bit short, you know. Yeah. And so they say, well, I don't want to run. I don't want to run with you. It's hot. And I go, all right, check this out. Forget forget the wazoo stuff. Forget the, you know, Russian – the communist Russian takeover theory of the 80s. Forget the zombie apocalypse. How about this? You're driving home. Your Land Rover pops a flat, and you don't have a choice. You're going to have to get out and you're going to have to walk that five or six miles down that concrete embanked section of interstate to get off to safety to get home or to get to a gas station. But you didn't want to ever run. You didn't want to ever do any cardio. You only wanted to stand on the lifting platform and lift, and you only wanted to do it in a gym that was constantly 74 degrees.
3: So what are you going to do
2: when walking down that interstate, the asphalt's 106 degrees, and it's the furthest you've walked in two years. You know, that's – and, and, and I'm not saying that to insult anyone. I'm saying that to open their mind and make them go,
1: oh, that's
2: why he It's realistic. It's very artistic. realistic. Uh-oh. Over the years, I've had some people, you see the light bulb and they go, that makes sense. And I had one lady go, uh, I would call triple A. <laughs> I knew that so, was uh, You know, at, at which point,
1: yeah, at which point did I smile and said, well, you know,
2: okay, well, anyway, here's my membership options, and if you don't like that, there's 28 other gyms down the road. Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> here's my membership options. You know. Uh, well, you talking about running, so when I was listening to the podcast you were on, you do some pretty crazy races.
2: Um, yes.
1: Tell me, so what's up with that? <laughs> tell me about some of those. Cause well, I tell it's you. not like it's not like you're doing a 5K or even a marathon. It's like as bad of yeah. fucking circumstances you can be in, and that's where you're. Yeah, that's like what uh, it is.
2: I, I have done a lot of multiple day unknown event races. Whether it's all the way up to the Spartan Death Race, um, a very good friend of mine named Joe Decker puts on a race called the Ultimate Suck. And it's a 36-hour event. Just like CrossFit, you have to qualify for it by doing a regional. You have to go to a 12-hour event of the regional. If you win the region, you're kind of – it's one of those, you're going to go to the world championship. Um, yeah. And, and, but to go to the world championship and even compete, you have to have at least qualified by completing a region. Um, You know, I met Joe at the death race. Uh, I was just – I. You know, like I said, I'd gotten out of the Army and I was cross-fitting and, uh, you know, doing doing my style of workouts. And we were doing – my my buddies and I were doing weird things. Like we were joining local 10K road races, but we were showing up with weight plates strapped to our back. And we right. would run it and do well. Um, we were coming up with overnight events of our own to do, and that's when uh, just randomly through social media, I saw the thing back in two, early 2011 called the death race. And I went, and it was just – it is what it was. And it's not my favorite race, but um, I completed it in 45 hours, and I met Joe. And Joe, pretty amazing dude. You should get him on your podcast one day. Um, He basically called me up in 2013 and said, hey, man, listen, we met at the death race. I don't think I'm going back to the death race. I think I have a better idea of a different angle. And I would like you to come compete in my first southeast regional. Uh, and I I didn't know anything more than that. And I said, man, I'm just honored that Joe Decker called me up. I am yeah. going. And I went, met him in Marietta, Georgia, and it was 12 hours. It started at 7 p.m., went to 7 a.m. And we did everything from running, um, you know, like he might say, all right, your first assignment is a 5K. Go. Everyone takes off on a 5K trail. The first per- And when you come back, he gives you the next assignment. And the next assignment might be like, here's a 225-pound barbell, deadlifted 25 times. So the first person, you know, first person back gets the head start on the deadlift. You finish right. the deadlift, and he's like, okay, 1,000 push-ups, start. And when okay. the 12 hours was up, I mean, it, that night had everything from we swam across a lake. Um, we had our, you know, we had a, a pack that he gave us a packing list, And... We- when he told us to load all the items, it weighed in over 130 pounds, and we had like a four-mile walk with 130 oh, pounds. Damn. I mean, there were people quitting. Upon putting their pack on, you heard people go, nope, I'm not doing it.
3: Oh, so wow. when,
2: when the night was done, uh, my myself and a really good friend of mine had tied. And so we both, in, in essence, just claimed a tie for the Southeast regional title, and we went up. So then he hit me with it all right, awesome, Sean, you just qualified for the 36-hour Ultimate Suck World Championship in August in Illinois, and I went, what? No, (laughs) no, 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 no. I was like, no, man, I'm good, I'm good, thank you. That 12 hours was awesome. I got my muscle cramps and my blisters, I'm going home. Driving home from Georgia, a friend that was riding with me, he goes, "You, you, you know you're going, right? And I was like, you shut your mouth, I'm not going. He said, yeah, you're going. I was like, fuck, all right, let me call my wife. So... Somehow, some way, a three and a half year period started um, that just recently ended with that race in Texas I did a three and a half year period started where I was one hundred percent unknowingly obsessed with how just horrible and awful of an event could I seek out and excel at. and I think that, I think deep down it was just that old Ranger school you know, private first class Dixon still inside going, do it, man, do it, do it in your thirties. So
3: yeah.
2: I did all these, I did all these races. I've done everything from the, I've done the 36 hour ultimate suck world championship three times was obsessed with winning it uh, podiums twice, got a third place and a second place and could just never squeeze out that first place. I would always get these two buddies of mine that are spectacular runners would always use like a 10K at 2 a.m. to put, you know, 15 minutes ahead of me. And I yeah. could just never, never pull it back. Um, I did, for shits and giggles, I did a 50 kilometer trail race where I had my staff, um, or as I call them then, that, my support team, they surprised me seven times during the trail race with a CrossFit watch. They came. They actually oh, brought damn. barbells and kettlebells into the trail and found me. And, and I would come around the curve and they'd be standing there with a the bar, like I did grace. Uh, I did. They they put grace three feet from the finish line, and I had to do grace. <laughs> and but the deal was, the deal I made with the race, team, the race uh, directors of that race, they had time gates and a cutoff, like all races do. I told them I promised I won't interfere with your race, and I promise I'll adhere. To your time standards and still do these workouts and i did why i did that was to prove that athletes can be so multi-purposed 30 days after that race and those seven wads i competed in a strongman competition so i wanted to show myself that you could do an ultra marathon with crazy stuff in it and then turn right around and go compete in a strongman competition. Now, did I win the ultramarathon with those workouts? No, but I damn sure didn't finish last. I think I finished mid-pack.
3: Mm-hmm. And did
2: I win the strongman competition? No. As a matter of fact, I was, um, they didn't even weigh me in. I was so much smaller than, than the competitors. But I, out of 12 people in my division of that strongman competition, I finished my place, you yeah. know, all inside of a 30-day period of doing those two events. So, yeah, I seek out – Dumb shit to do, Um, and for some reason I just uh, I just thrive on it.
3: Well,
1: I like the strongman part, but the other part no. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: Hey, I'll I'll be honest with you. Look, every time when I'm doing these races, when it's time to tailor down the training to sport specific, and it's time for me, like what recently happened with the canoe race I did in Texas, it was time to put the barbell away and stop, you know, trying to work towards that um, over 400-pound squat and stuff. And and while I was in the canoe in Texas on my, you know, 48th hour of consecutive paddling, Hmm. I I, I did. I was like, God, God, I just want to go put my lifters on and get back to heavy bars, you know, which is what I'm actually currently doing right now. But even this morning, for some reason, I felt this burning flame inside going, no, man, you got to go long. You gotta go long. You gotta find something dumb to do. And I, I was like, Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> you, you gotta hold on a minute. You gotta get back to that three hundred pound clean that is so far away after all this endurance work.
1: That's cool though. You know, like I really like the the aspect because to me, I know for me, anytime I'm running, it's always more physical than mental. I mean, mental than physical.
2: Ah, uh-huh. yeah.
1: You know this. It's like three, two, one, go. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. Like, I don't even want to do it. You know what I mean? Where if, you know, if it was, hey, we're doing 100 reps at 405 on deadlift. I'm like, oh, okay, cool.
3: Yeah. There's never yeah. there's
1: never a point where, yeah, it sucks, but there's never a point where I, like, I don't want to do this. But if yeah. if it was like, hey, we're running 10, 400-meter 10, sprints, I'm like, no,
3: no, not interested. Yeah. It's funny.
2: I think everybody's got their natural sweet spot. They do. Yeah, and then after that, I think that we have to say to ourselves: obviously, you should identify what's your happy place, right? Because that's where right. you're going to enjoy training. If you don't enjoy training, what the hell are you doing it for? But then exactly. after that, you have to you have to say, why am I training? Now, here's what I tell people: look, if you if you wake up every morning and your only goal is to to be in the CrossFit Games. Dude, you don't need to go run an ultra marathon. You yeah. know, if you wake up every morning and you say, "I don't care, Sean. I don't care. I will qualify for the Boston Marathon, or I will die trying," then you don't need to come into my Olympic weightlifting session and and do seven by one snatches. It, it, you know, however, if you wake up and say, "I need to be the best human specimen," I can be and I understand that sometimes that means ripping a wall down and killing everything inside the room, but mm-hmm. it also means moving sprain features at rapid speeds. Then then that's where I personally fall in to what I call uh I refer to myself as a multi purpose athlete. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And and then and then so I wanna maintain a broad skill set and then I can sport specific when I need. I've competed in a lot of CrossFit comps, and I definitely tailor my training down to what would be needed for a three, two, one go be done in six minutes. Right. Um, I've competed in a strongman comp. Like I said, right now I'm focusing on, I want to see what it's like to compete in the kettlebell world. So if I'm competing in kettlebell comps, for the time being, no, I am not going to go out and run 26 miles in training, but I'm absolutely going to maintain my proficiency. To do it if needed. If if right. shit hit the fan, and I said, "Dude, I've got to get out of this zip code in the next one." I want to main. I want to be able to go. So yes. even right now, doing all my heavy kettlebell training once a week, I'm doing a what I call a grinder. So like this past Tuesday, I just designed um, a 60 minute AMRAP, and and it just was high rep, nonstop movement, and I put it on 60 minutes. If you can't move for an hour, exactly. You're, You ain't going anywhere. No, you're exactly right. And then once a week, I try, I'm sorry, every other week, I try to go out to a local lake and I like to take kettlebells and my paddleboard and I do high repetitions and paddleboard intervals. Okay. Now, after that, four to six times a week, I just lift heavy and don't move around much, you know, because right now my focus is the kettlebells.
1: Yeah. You're training for what you're, where you're headed. For,
2: For now, for now, but... But understanding my philosophy all along is, you know, I, I need to maintain the ability to move and crush things as I do it.
1: So, talking about lifting heavy, you are—is uh, it October? What's the date on the Strong Girl? Yeah, the Strong
2: Girl Games. We're holding. We're holding a. Um,
1: Competition
2: on October 8th, Saturday, October 8th, at my affiliate called the Strong Girl Games. Basically, it's for females. This particular one is just going to be for females. And it is going to be strongman-styled but more, but tailored toward the CrossFitter and CrossFit styles of, of events. Okay. okay and and the reason why and how it all came about is my wife and i were traveling home from a race in texas and she was in the airport talking about how she you know we've just had our second kid and she's you know getting back to full-scale fitness and she's like man i want to find a competition and she, then then the next sentence was but to be honest with you sean i'm tired of this same old same old competition which i i kind of noticed over the last handful of years they kind of are they all have a a snatch ladder Yep. and they all have a you know it's the same stuff over and over and she was saying she, you know her personal preference back to what we were talking about she knows her sweet spot she just likes heavy she likes to lift she likes strength she can't stand doing burpees she gets pissed off when i make her run wind sprints and so she was saying you know i want to find an event but i really don't want to join an event and find out that if I can't do consecutive ring muscle-ups, I can't Rx it, but I can Rx every other thing in the competition. Right. Or right. She was like, I'm just not interested in having a cool deadlift ladder but then having, you know, a buy-in cash out of burpees, I just want the deadlift ladder. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I said, well, honey, you know, there's just not a lot of events out there like that. I'm sorry. And then it dawned on me because I haven't made one yet.
3: So there you go. <laughs> we, we sat
2: down and thought, you know, I was like, well, hell, I own a gym. So we sat down and came up with um, a strongman style, but it's going to be with a CrossFit flair, uh, and and it's for the girls. Every affiliate has them. There are females out there that are just gorgeous, amazing performing athletes of of, of strength.
3: Yep. Okay. Yep. And I mm-hmm. think
2: in a lot of cases it's not so much now because of the games, you know, being televised and stuff. But in a lot of cases. That strong girl mm, kind of, you know, has to only shine on the black mats. But then when she goes out in the regular world, they're like, oh, you know, I've to, I don't want to show, you know, how how strong I am and stuff like that, just from yep. society standards. And what we're trying to do is say, bullshit, come out here and celebrate it. I, that's, exactly. that's fine. That's fine if you say I don't want to do a burpee because we're not going to do burpees in this. You know that's fine if you go. Hey, I don't even own a pair of running shoes.
1: You don't need them for this. <laughs> I like it. You yeah,
2: know, we're 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 going to do the strongman style of each event. We'll have you know whether it's max reps in sixty seconds or just clear a certain distance, you know, in a certain time. And we're going to have yoke carry, tire flip event, atlas stone event, a single arm snatch event. Um, we are getting a what I call a weighted pull in, but it's going to be a surprise item that they're pulling in. I think it's gonna be pretty awesome when the pictures, you know, start to happen from it. But it, that's what it is. It's just um for so the girls out there they're just like, hey, I just wanna come and I just wanna throw
1: around some heavy shit for a morning. Yeah, I like that. And we've got a uh, and that's uh how I ended up, you know, originally getting in contact with you. I think it's a lady that works for you. Uh uh-huh. yeah my man yeah, yeah she had saw that i tagged um, it's a lady that that trains with me. Um, she just likes powerlifting.
0: And yeah. I was like,
1: hey, this, and, you know, she's always talking about going and competing. And I was like, this is right up your alley. You need to yeah. You need to go ahead and mark this one down on your calendar, and she did, so.
2: Good. And, and, you know, it's funny you say that, the powerlifting. So when, in, in creating this event, we said, all right, look, you got three rounds. You've got the powerlifter, you've got the strongman competitor, and then you've got the strong crossfitter, which would, I would call, an ama- they've got an amazing snatch. They've got a killer deadlift, a killer jerk, a killer overhead squat. You know, yeah. I wanted to hybrid them. I didn't want to right. pigeonhole anyone. I didn't want to say, hey, look, it's going to be a back squat and a, a bench press event because then the power lifters would be like, fuck yeah. But, the, yeah. you know, you might have the strongman girl that's like, no, I don't train in the bench press. Um, but I didn't want to say it's only going to be a tire flip uh, and an Atlas stone clean because then the power lifters are like, no, nah, son. You know? Exactly, and, and, and vice versa. So we've created the events. I know I just gave you the list of the events, but I haven't said exactly how they play out yet. Um, we're releasing an event each Tuesday. And, and trust me when I say you're going to be playing with strongman equipment, but you're going to need the CrossFit uh, heart and lungs, and you're mm-hmm. going to need that power lifter's ability to squats and press um, we just released event one this past week the Atlas and what stone, it is right? two, yeah, it's going to be an Atlas stone deadlift ladder, and one of two things occur. you either top out the ladder and and max out the point scale, and then you have thirty seconds to clean up to a shouldered position depending on your weight class, either a sixty five pound stone or a ninety five pound stone. you have thirty seconds to do max squats for points, or if a competitor can't finish out the ladder to the highest weight they can bail out of the ladder grab the stone and try and make up for some points in the 30 seconds of squatting kind of you like know it. and so we're trying to give it that flair of you know it's not just for one of those three rounds that you're going to need a little bit of each talent to get through this so yeah you
1: know. i like it man i you know we plan on coming down too um good i think it just it'd be like i said it it's it's something different it's cool um especially in this area i, I can't even remember seeing a a strong woman event um anytime I, when, when i wa- when I wanted to do the
2: strongman competitions it's been two years ago now the one I was talking about I had to go all the way into georgia to find yeah. it and yeah. they they were basically alluding to me that there's only like three a year in that area
3: um, yeah, it's and crazy. we've
2: even we've even spoken with the, the Alabama. Federation guy, and he said he would love for us to host one. Um, I just, I just haven't right now. I think the market might be a little bit small, you know, which is probably why they don't have them. But I figured, shit, with this one, let me make my own. Let me, let me showcase the amazing, awesome, strong female athletes in this region, and see if I can attract them in to, you know, throw some atlas stones all over the place.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you will. I think it's going to do really well. I, mean, I hope so. I think it's going to do better than you expect as far as. Turnout. Uh, yeah. And not only competitors, but people coming out watching. Yeah. does yeah, you know, a lot goes of ways. Awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It goes a long way. It's, yeah. It's crazy nowadays. I mean, don't want to date myself, but should I remember when you had to, you wanted to get some information. You had to call a buddy or go look it up at the library or, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, who who was in that movie? Oh, Google it on your phone. All right. Not, yeah.
2: You know, it's funny. It's so funny different. you' say that. Uh, just the other day, I was having a conversation with somebody about, um, you know, we have young kids and they're coming up, and my son, three-year-old son, was like scrolling through an iPhone while we were sitting there, and I said, to, I said to my buddy, "Hey man, do you remember? Do you remember the Britannica Encyclopedia? And you remember like you would get? One, I, I think we got one, you know, set of the encyclopedias when I was in like fourth grade, and any research or research paper you wanted to do, if it wasn't covered in the you know, 200 pages per alphabetical book. Mm-hmm. That was the end of your knowledge. I was like, can you imagine how limited we were on our, uh, you know, on our scope that compared to what people can do now? My kid, you know, tells me, he told me last night that a Tyrannosaurus Rex is a carnival, and I'm like, fuck yeah, it is, man.
1: How did you pick that
2: <laughs>
3: one out? at, you know?
1: Well, here's, here's one thing that I noticed, uh, or, and it could just be me, but you're Memory has has changed and evolved based on your access to information. Mm-hmm. So, like, before, you know, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 40.
3: I'm 38. So,
1: okay. So 20 years ago, 20 years fuck, did I have a cell phone 20 years ago? I'd have been 20. I don't know. I don't think so. Let's say when I was 18. I know for sure when I was 18 I sure didn't have a cell phone. You knew everyone's phone number. Yeah. Everyone's. I can barely tell you my damn phone number.
2: Oh, now. Oh no. Dead you know no know like, my phone number. I, I always joke if I get arrested, you know, for, I don't know, who knows, I mean, yeah, the one night a year that I want to go to a bar and walk right. crazy comes out. If I were to get arrested and, and my phone got removed, I would have to just ride out my time in jail because I couldn't even call my wife.
1: No. Well, I have to ask my wife her phone number. How do you not have it memorized? I'm like, because yeah. it's on my no, fucking I phone. Don't. I just type yeah, in your I'm name. Like, I
2: don't need to have it memorized. I'm gonna I remember gonna,
1: your name, I got that covered. Yeah.
2: I'm gonna hit that little it's, phone icon, it's gonna call you.
1: But it is it's it's so it's because information is so fat. like, you know, you're talking about a a movement or you know, someone uses a different terminology, let's say for a workout I can't think of anything offhand. But fucking go to YouTube. There's a video yeah. of
3: it. You're like, Oh
1: yeah I called it I call I used to call it this.
2: Yeah, you know, man! It, I tell you, from a coach's perspective, oh my God, YouTube! It, oh, I'll get people new members. They're so motivated. They're so excited. They want to leave you. Maybe they you know, like we all do. We suck the first handfuls of times yeah. we try clean and leave our leave your foundations course. You know, even if ours is a month long, they leave the foundations course and still, you know, you're gonna suck for the first year. Um, God, yeah. I look back and didn't even know how bad I sucked that whole first year I was trying to lift and, um. But they'll leave, and they go home, and they come back a couple of days later, and they go, hey, I want to – they're motivated. They're, they've got the right intention, but they go, I want to show you what I learned. And then they show me, and I'm like, what in the
3: hell
1: is that? Was that a snatch deadlift squat thing? I don't even know what you
2: did. And they're like, they're like oh, I've been watching YouTube and practicing at home. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I, I hate to Kool-Aid. This is going to be Kool-Aid as can be, but I, just yeah. to, just to protect them. I tell them, look, if it's not a CrossFit HQ video, a CrossFit Journal video, yeah. don't watch it. Don't watch it. Bro. Look, there's, I very it. there's a lot of great coaches out there, but there's a lot of dudes in their garage with a uploaded iPhone video, you know?
1: Well, not even just the garage. There's people that, like we were talking earlier, you know, trust fund whatever. They open their own gym, so automatically they're, you know, it's on the internet, so it's on. It's got to be real. It's got to yeah. be correct, right?
3: Yeah. So yeah. they
1: put some video up. You know, there's very few resources. You know, HQ of course being one, but you know, like maybe a California Strength or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, okay, every one of those guys are strong as shit. So let's let's look there. But yeah. you know, if it's a guy who's like struggling with 135, telling you how to do a clean, yeah, us don't watch that. Let's yeah,
3: let's
1: get that video. Go to the next one.
0: You but, know, and, I I, I, and
1: that's I, that's a bad thing too about the information being so close. Is you know you type in whatever a thousand results come up, and right. it could be literally five hundred different views or, type, yeah. or or views on the opinion or or variations yeah, and same. that's
2: definitely it's definitely a double edged sword because uh you know of the five hundred different views let's go and say two hundred and fifty of them are complete rubbish, throw them out but the cool there's there's a cool side to it too there could be two hundred and fifty um Really intelligent, forward-thinking athletes that have a minor variation to it that in time we start to accept it. Like, wow, look at that. I'll give you an example. I don't, I don't like teaching the muscle-up to regular folks, but you remember once upon a time if you weren't doing the false grip, um, it was just like, you're crazy. There's no way. There's not happening. Right. Don't ever teach that. And not a single one of the game's competitors – any more really even hold much of a false grip, you know, because no. they've evolved the movement, um, you know. But so there's there's goods and bads, and, and I think that, you know, kind of like social media and your political debates that are going on right now, I think that back to the due diligence. The, exactly. the person who says, I think I want to start CrossFitting or joining, not even if it's CrossFit in an affiliate stance, because I'm not going to sit here and say I'll always be an affiliate, they need to, when they decide I want to join a programmer's program, they need to um, research and ask the right questions and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and get the right word in mouth. Don't just read Yelp, for example, because Yelp, <laughs> Yelp, doesn't, Yelp doesn't protect the the uh, retailer, so to speak. No. Anybody can blaspheme all over Yelp, you know, because they, you know, didn't like the music that was playing or something, and there's oh, yeah. nothing that someone can do. But, you know, I think just due diligence, do the research, and find the right fit. You know, like I said, Birmingham has 36 affiliates. So that's 36 different personalities. And yep. as much as I want every single person to train with me, not everybody's personality is going to mesh with my programming, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so find find the right one. I've done lots and lots of evolving to make sure I have something for each person. Um, we do run a full-time weightlifting program, a full-time CrossFit endurance program, and a full-time, you know, traditional CrossFit program. But nonetheless, you know, not everybody's going to mess with me.
1: Well, and two, you know, just as, just as you know, that person, or you may not be a good fit for that person, that person may not be a good fit for you too. Yeah. No, it's, it's sometimes, true. You sometimes know it's okay to fire a, fire a client.
2: I, yeah, I have, um, I, I now do it a little more subtly these days. I I don't have to do it very, I really don't have to do it very often, but here in the last, um, last two years, I have told two people and it's as simple as this. This is the way I put it, you know, very, you know, to paraphrase the very professional email i sent them recently. I've said, look, I, I choose not to be your coach anymore. Okay. Yeah. Now in the early days, um, you know, I, I, I have, um, run people out of the gym, uh, loudly, you know, but, but nowadays I don't, and you're, you're exactly right. Look, I tell my people, look, we, we see each other every day. We're a very Mm -hmm. close knit group. Um, on any given day, I'll train anywhere from 70 to 86, 87 people is our average numbers. Right. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: I need I need positive energy. I need 86 people. I get it. Day to day, you're going to have good days and bad days. That's fine. We're humans. But in yeah. general, I need positive energy. I need you to be a positive addition to the group, to the facility. And, and I have had people that it's just like after a couple of months, you're like, dude, when you walk in, you suck the energy mm-hmm. out of the place. Yep, yep. Making, we've had people that have made girls nervous. You know, and, and yeah. uh, we've had people that no matter what you do, they say, I don't like this. They complain. Okay, man, tomorrow, just for you, I'm going to make a change. And we change it a little bit, and they come in and go, yeah, well, I don't like that either. Yeah. And, and you're right. Eventually, you do go, hey, look, dude, I, it I, I like <laughs> you. I like you. If I see you on the side of the road with a flat tire, I will definitely stop and help you change that tire and get back on your way. But as far as coaching you on a daily basis, I choose not to give you my
1: energy. Have a good day. And you have to, man. That's yeah. It's just part of it. So yeah. you got this comp coming up in october do y'all host other ones or have you
3: got yeah, other so, thoughts
1: in mind? So we've over the years we've
2: hosted a lot of different things. Um I have a custom workout that is uh really cult popular. Um I didn't know it would become this way, but it's called the thirty three thirty three. And it's named after uh, a Special Forces A team. It's 183333. Um, mm-hmm. A friend of mine, uh, they suffered a really bad IED attack that killed quite a few of the team members just outright, you know, and the team got decimated. And so I wanted to, I made a workout to honor them. And it's one rep for every number in their team. So it's 3,333 reps mm-hmm. per time of this long laundry list. And so we did it one time. and – Everybody loved it, and it took, like, you know, it took people three hours. And so then we decided to make a competition, and we did it one year. And we got the winner down to two hours. We did it a second year but added weight rest. And we wanted to see if we could keep and hold that two hours, and we've gotten a male and a female to finish it in, in a weight rest in under two hours. So that's called the three 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 three. Um I put it dormant for a couple of years uh, while I was focusing on some of my own races. We're holding this Strong Girl Games, and right now, today, as a matter of fact, right before you and I talked, I was at the State Park making my coordinations with the staff there. I'm planning a personal invitation uh, strength and endurance event. It's going to be a 21 or 42K option, basically Mm -hmm. one-mile loop, so 42K is a marathon, so one-mile loop at the top of every loop you'll have a barbell weightlifting assignment. and uh, cool. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm calling it the Multipurpose Athlete Marathon. It's going to be in November. And basically, I've got a handful of world-class athletes that I'm going to personally invite. And then after that, we're going to sort of let the word leak out. And, and I, not to sound like a dick at all, but I want it to reach a point where people uh, request, to take part in it and then we yeah. can sort of check their credentials right, um, again exactly. and and have, cause look, let's face it. This is not going to be the kind of marathon where a thousand people register because there's not a thousand people in this area that could or would want to finish it. Um, we're, we we want to keep this to where like the, the really, really intense, serious people, um, come and compete and see what happens. This race has been done twice informally, just as me in a training session. Mm -hmm. Um, We did it twice, two times we've done it in weight best, 45-pound best. And it took us six and then seven hours to finish it. Wow. So, yeah, and I'm I'm not kidding you when I say, I mean, awesome, but sheer hell. Just sheer hell. You know, because the first couple of laps, you're like, yeah, woo, this is fun. And then the eight laps, <laughs> yeah, you realize four, four you hours. Realize, holy crap! Yeah, you realize eight laps. Now I'm not even the ten laps. God, I'm not even the eleven laps, and I've got twenty six laps to get. You know, twenty six yeah. laps. To, so yeah, we're holding that one in November, and then I'm getting a lot of like, um, a lot of people are asking me to bring the thirty three back, the three 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 three. They want mm-hmm. it back, um, but I have, and we've done it twice if we do it again, I want to make a new format, you know, like it'll be the same workout, but I want to, it's got to get a little more mental, um, yeah. you know, and and so I'll come up with a new format and we might throw that out in the spring because May is actually the anniversary of, of all those guys being killed in action. So we're, if we do it, it'll pop up in May. Yeah.
1: Man, that's cool, man. That's, uh that event sounds I don't even know the word. It just sounds so it's dumb. It, no,
2: it's, it's hell. It's yeah, hell. it's hell. But I mean, I I've, I've seen it finished. I've I've done it twice, and I've seen about eleven people over the two times that have done it with me. Um, I've seen vomiting during it. Who cares? I've seen insane leg cramping, back cramping during it, and yeah, and me included. And yet we just mm-hmm. kept striving on. And at the end of it, we went, "Holy crap!" I seriously. Just ran a marathon and did twenty six sets of Olympic weightlifting. Yeah, you know. And so, I want to see. I think that where I'm going as a um, athlete and a programmer is there's there's plenty of ten k's out there. There's plenty of marathons out there. For God's sake, there's a marathon or a five k or a ten k every single weekend on Active.com. And to this yeah. point, not that there's anything wrong with it. There's plenty of crossfit comps. There's plenty of Normal everyday events out there I'm going in a different direction. Yeah. I want to start creating events that bring the weirdos out and i'm and I mean weirdos <laughs> in the best way i want I want the people that are sitting in a gym that have a four minute and thirty seven second mile time but also can step up under a three hundred and fifteen pound back squat and there are people like that out there, oh yeah, I want those guys and those girls to say. Yeah, I ran a marathon last year, and I competed in a CrossFit comp last year. I think I'm going to look for something else, and I want to provide that something else. And, look, I'm not stupid. I know that there's not going to be 500 people, you know, and I'm going to walk away going, man, I just made $15,000 hosting that event. It ain't happening that way. That's not going to happen. I I just want to hold events that start to become known as, like, this is where the wackos go out to prove how amazing – the human body and the human spirit is.
1: Oh, man, and I, I know those say,
2: people are out there.
1: And they always say, you know, your mind quits way before your body quits. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so like, mental. I've, I've said I've said before, I've, I've been you know, doing races or patrolling ranger school and I completely blacked out. And I only know that because I came back to consciousness looking down at my feet that were walking and thought, yeah. oh, I don't Or during the Texas race that I just got back from, um, I can't tell you how many times I came back to focused vision. Whether or not my eyes were closed, I don't know. But I came back to focused vision, and my arms had never left the paddle cadence of of the canoe. And I was like, holy crap. I know I was not conscious, yet I have apparently paddled for maybe a quarter mile.
1: Yeah, autopilot. Yeah. Those are
2: the kind of of events I want to start running. I'll always have my daily jam. Um, and it's great, and you can't you can't survive or get prepared for the events I want to run without having those hours of of daily training that that takes place in a, a crossfit gym and stuff like that. But once to twice a year, I personally, and so I know other people do too. Once to twice a year, I, I want to go do a big event that just you know is mind boggling to the normal person. Mm-hmm. I, I I love when I mentioned a race that I just got back from, or I'm getting ready for. I love when people go, "Well, why would you do that, man?" and 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 I just smile because I know that that question tells me it doesn't matter what I answer. You'll never get. It. No, exactly. That exactly.
1: Well, you know, it, it's 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 what you like. If you like yeah. it nine times out of ten, someone else does too. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, we're not we're not that you know, on the planet by ourselves. If if, if you, if you think something's cool and that's your kind of thing, there's going to be someone else out there. You know,
2: once upon a a time, Greg Glassman was called crazy. for the training, he was making his
1: clients. And that is true.
2: You know, he, uh,
1: he's done pretty
3: good. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, uh, we'll cut it off here. Cool. Um, It's good to have you.
3: Uh, anything
1: else you want to plug? Um, Website, no, just, facebook, well, so, all that good stuff. yeah like just I, I
2: like to tell people look the social media is, is is a blessing for us as athletes and and it's the way i want to see what everybody else is doing i want to see what people do on a daily basis i want to meet people that run the barbell voodoo podcast you know so i tell people go go to our social media pages go to crossfit river chase on facebook go to uh, search multi-purpose athlete on Facebook, um, and, and click like so that I can see it. Same thing on Instagram, click, you know, follow it so that I can follow back, um, and get on y'all's pages. And, and then, you know, I tell people all the time, don't be shy. You make a new PR today, damn it, put it on the video. I don't care how cliche it is. I want to see it because even if it's a 260 pound back squat or whatever, I want to see it. I want to celebrate it with you. And then we can sit around and talk you know, in a thread about how awesome it was and what's next. So yeah, man, come cool. on, let's, let's let's link up.
1: Cool man. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you awesome. soon.
2: All right, thank you very much.